0: You got to have an honest conversation with yourself. Well, you know, will I be comfortable with this aspect of marketing that that I that I'm thinking about getting engaged with? If it does, if if it's if you're forcing a fit, don't do it. Like, you know, it, like don't don't do farming if it doesn't work for you. Don't do whatever it is. Like, things should not feel hard or like you don't. Want, oh, oh, I got podcast on Tuesday. Oh no. Like you should be excited about that stuff.
1: Welcome back to the real estate rockstars podcast. I'm Shelby Johnson and today's episode is for you. If you are interested in starting a podcast as a way to generate leads, build your brands and build bring together your local community. So that is exactly what Declan Spring did. So Declan is out of the Oakland, Berkeley, California area. He has been an agent for 15 years and closed over 300 transactions and 185 million in volume. Last year, he closed 23 transactions and 24 million in volume. But The unique, super fun piece of his business that we are going to dig into today is how Declan launched a local podcast during the pandemic to lead, generate, and bring together his local realtor community. And now he hosts two podcasts. He has his Let's Talk with Declan Spring, which is a popular Real Estate Insiders podcast, along with the Bridge Association of Realtors podcast. And Declan, I'm really excited. I feel like a lot of agents are, you know, how, how do I lead generate? What makes sense? And they've considered podcasting. So I'm really excited to dig into that today with you. But before we do, can we get a little bit of an overview of your real estate journey and and who you are, Declan?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks a lot for having me on the show, Shelby. This is really great. I'm normally the one doing the interviewing on my podcast. So this is a very different experience for me to be on the other side of the mic. Um, so I, I was um, a relative blow into the East Bay, uh, East Bay in San Francisco. When I, when I did arrive here to start working in 2007, we were right on the edge of the recession, right? And I jumped into real estate full time just as everything unraveled. Um, so, you know, honestly, the, the thing that I think was smartest, uh, the smartest thing I did was a suggestion from my broker was to get a coach and, this, remember, this is 2007 is the same year the iPhone came out. This is way ahead of social media as we know it now. Things were different in the, in the real estate lead generation world. Uh, fundamentally they were, I guess, the same, but referral based marketing was the thing I needed to, to get involved with. And, uh, I got involved with the Buffini coaching. Um, Brian Buffini's is from the same town as I am in Ireland. And so I kind of trusted him. You have to trust your coach, right? And I got involved with community building at the suggestion of my coach. My coach said, "You don't know anybody, so why don't you get out there and get to know some people?" He said, "Join some nonprofits, get involved in the networking groups." So that's what we did back in you know 2007, uh, prior to social media. And then social media came along, probably about six, seven years later, in in a big way. But I was already deeply into my. Referral based marketing, community building kind of stuff. I think the podcast for me was, was definitely a natural progression of that effort to be a community builder. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it that, totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so, you know, so, so referral based marketing is cornerstone of my business and, and then the podcast and other, uh, other efforts I do, they're all related to my referral based marketing and that, you know, deep connections, one to one connections in the community
1: yeah I love that and those connections are so strong uh and and there's nothing like that legitimate relationship that you can build because you know i'm I'm wildly interested in marketing and doing a lot of research these days and there's so much other types of marketing like you know you could pay for marketing ads you can do cold outreach you know mail and calls and all that stuff but at the end of the day it's like the conversion rate that you get from building a a place in the community and having authentic genuine conversations face to face where they leave feeling like you're a real human like that's so powerful
0: yeah, you know, like it's a, uh, it's a slow, steady build. When you're doing referral based marketing, it's a slow, steady build. It's almost like brick by brick, but you're building something that fundamentally has a strong foundation. So it doesn't matter what, you know, what, what the changes are in technology. At the end of the day, everything is built on this, on this very solid foundation of referral based marketing. You build a reputation there's something else the podcast will get into it's something else the podcast has has done has given me a reputational accountability in the field and uh but you you build referral based marketing as my coach said is uh it's a it's a crockpot system. It's not a microwave, right? So you have to be in it for the long haul. And over time, it reveals itself as a fundamentally sound structure for business. Uh, so you get reliably consistent leads. You become the family realtor as well, which I always thought was a great idea. You know, you had the idea of the family doctor back in the day, and you want to become the family realtor, and it and it kind of slowly spreads. So over the course of a, a career, you really have something solid and you don't have to worry about the down market or the up market. It doesn't matter because you, you're the family realtor, right? So
1: totally, I like totally. The, I like
0: that kind of thing.
1: Me too. Okay, so that's that's how you built your business from when you started in 2007. Over the yeah. years, this Crock-Bot system—I'd never heard that analogy before, but love it. Um, yeah. And then, and then I, the pandemic hit. I suppose. Right. Can you walk us through kind of that yeah. time and the podcast?
0: how it got started. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, you know, we all remember it was March, I think 16, 17, somewhere around there. And I remember I was at a listing, we were doing a, a, a shoot for the listing, photo shoot for the listing. And, uh, you know, we got a call from the broker saying, that's it. You know, we're locked down. We we're like, well, what does that mean? You know, we we're trying to figure out what it meant. And really what it meant was, um, you know, I, I know not all real estate metros are the same. We have, we have a very we have a unique metro here in Berkeley Oakland area okay uh, I, I don't know what it's like to be an agent in other parts of the country but here it's a very tight group of several thousand agents and it's like a hive mind everyone is very cooperative you know uh, you see in the MLS the, the the agent on the other side of the transaction is a cooperating broker cooperating agent and we really do live by that here in the East Bay we cooperate with one another across all different uh, brokerages and what happened when the when the pandemic came in is that that routine of meeting all your colleagues out in the field it just fell apart and everybody it was like you know you break up a hive everyone was everything was fractured and broken and i just deeply missed the experience of talking to my colleagues out there and i understood that other po- people probably did too and so I wanted to sit down and not do a consumer facing podcast, but I wanted to do a, an industry podcast, not just for all industry, but for my local local realtor colleagues. Cuz I don't know about you but like some of the national podcasts no offense here, but they don't seem relevant to a you know, a local area, right? They're they're speaking to something different or bigger, but I wanted something for the local agents. So I decided I'd start talking to top producers. And start getting their sense of what's going on in the pandemic. What can we do? How can we share info? You know that idea of sitting down with a top producer, and you know take them to lunch. That's you know often you new, newer realtors to the business. You're told go go and meet people who inspire you. Take them to lunch. Learn what they're doing. I thought I'm going to do that but I'm going to share that conversation with my fellow colleagues on a podcast. So I started to work on it. And, uh, you know, then I, you know, as, as we went through the pandemic, that was very successful by the way. And I really enjoyed it. And people were listening and were grateful for the podcast because they wanted to hear how top producers locally were handling things. If you're a newer agent, that's vital, right? So then the year, you know, the years start to roll by and I recognize that I, begun to build something that people were really listening to. I I had friends of mine, you know, calling me from Ireland saying, I know more about California real estate than, you know, probably most Californians. So people were listening. I was getting gratitude from your agents who were learning a lot. And then I thought, well, you know, I should have this be somewhat consumer facing. Uh, Maybe I can start building in episodes where we go through, you know, what it's like to do a home inspection here in the Bay Area, not everywhere, but here. What's it like to go through a disclosure packet here, not everywhere, but here in the Bay Area? And, and so I started building in consumer facing episodes, which has, which has really helped me now because, um, you know, I can turn to new, new clients and say, Hey, listen, look through my library of podcasts and, and why do you do a little homework? Step through the process so I can build in other stuff while I continue at the same time to, uh, to have an industry podcast that's somewhat consumer facing. So, so I'm playing with it. But uh, being consistent with releasing episodes um, is probably the key. You probably hear that a lot. It's a consistent effort. And now that I've got a reasonable following for my podcast, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to start expanding on what I'm doing there.
1: Real quick, as you likely know, the 2024 Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind is sold out. But if one of your preferred vendors is looking for marketing opportunities, we are looking for sponsors. We would love to get their name and business out to 80 highly motivated real estate agents from across the country. Know someone who'd be interested? Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and shoot us a quick email for more information. Thanks so much. Back to the show. gosh I so the part where you talked about you really wanted to like niche down in your local market market and hyper local just in general I love that concept the riches are in the niches and I think it's <laughs> really attractive you know as you're starting a podcast or as you're starting let's just say marketing in general mm-hmm. um, the idea of more and more broader, expanded all of these things. Like hypothetically, if you're, if you're doing direct mail, let's just fricking that everywhere. But the really powerful thing that you did that works in all marketing is, is niche down. Like, who do I really want to talk about and make it hyper relevant to those people? Because Mm -hmm. in, you know, there's some phrase about it where it's like, um, it will overall, it's just like more is not better. You know right. more power more powerful less is way stronger than a little bit of more, and I totally butchered whatever phrase I was going for. <laughs>
0: I get Um, what you're saying, though.
1: Yeah. So that was one thing I loved. And then the other thing that I think is so smart about podcasts in particular is what you said about talking to top producers, because if you're an agent out there and, you know, you really do want to talk to these top producers, how are they doing it? If you Mm -hmm. ask to meet for coffee or for lunch, they're like, oh, my God, dude, I do not have time for you. Like, I have so many calls and clients and all of like, I should be doing all these other things than talking to you. But Mm -hmm. the minute that you're like, present them an opportunity to expand their brand and their Mm reach while having that same conversation, it just gets Mm -hmm. your foot in the door to have these really cool conversations that otherwise would never be happening.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, an interesting thing happens when you put a mic in front of somebody they really begin to open up because i guess there's you know there's a sense of value and importance to what they're saying you know you're you're appreciating them and they're on notice that you're after specific content not just a not just a you know a a conversation about what's going on in their lives but uh you know i learned early on when i was uh i was i was trained to always take out a notepad and a pen when when i'm listening to a new client and start taking notes, even if I'm not really writing anything terribly useful. But that act of, of taking notes when somebody is talking tends to, tends to make them feel like what they're saying is important. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll start to open up more when they recognize, oh my gosh, what I'm saying is valuable. And it's similar thing happens when you put a mic in front of somebody. I discovered they're, 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 they recognize that you're seeking real value that you, you, you know what they're telling you is very important so important that you want to put a mic in front of them right so um so i, I yeah i found that uh, i found that people would would talk a lot more as you said like people will make time if you put a mic in front of them to express how relevant and important their conversation is
1: 100% the mic yeah. and the camera <laughs> Those yes. two things, and you can get pretty much anyone to slow down and give you two minutes.
0: Give you um, two minutes, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: As a listener, I, I think another quick note that I wanted to to mention, listening to what you were saying, is that you know agents listening might be like, "Oh, I don't have time to start a podcast where I am talking to other agents." Like it needs to be specific to attracting. Leads, but there is, which may be true, but there is so mm-hmm. much power in what you even just mentioned about like when you are interviewing top producers or other people in your industry, you are gaining legitimacy within mm-hmm. your local association. You're not only yeah. learning from these top producers, but everyone who's listening, the, those top producers now respect you more. You've gained more legitimacy in their eyes. And then mm-hmm. also from peers. And so when you are, you know, going to do that or submit that mm-hmm. offer they're like oh yeah. I know him he's the podcast dude like that is yeah. just moves your offer up in the stack
0: yes there's a reputational accountability that is is hugely valuable in getting your name out you know into the professional you know field out there in your local market now every market is is going to be different in how it operates as each each market has its own culture and as a as a realtor, you know, if you're working a local market, you you really have to understand the culture of your local market and what the, you know, how how does it how how do, how is value presented? And this this aspect of getting your name out there, you know, with the podcast, it does build in this this terribly important and crucial reputational accountability. And you're right. People people recognize me now when I'm, you know, People know my name and, and, and it's, you know, every week people are like, Oh my gosh, you're Declan spring. You do that. that. And, uh, and, 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 and you're right. It, it can make a difference. If we have it, you know, market here in the East Bay, um, you know, prior to the recession, uh, prior to the pandemic. And now as we're you know coming out of the pandemic, we're still a multiple offer market. I mean, it's, it's been like that here for, you know, honestly for decades. And so, yeah, when you're in multiple offer situations, that kind of thing, agents are always seeking, well, who's the best realtor I can work with? And if if they know your name and you have a reputation um, that they can rely on and trust, that doesn't hurt your client's efforts either when you're submitting offers. So so there are these knock-on effects. Um, totally. Th- th- one of the things I really like about podcasting that I do want to talk to you about and why I think it's a compelling and useful thing for a certain kind of agent is – that I do social media, right? I, I do my fair share of it, but the agents locally here that are as you know, what's the term these days? Crushing it, right? The agents who are crushing it on social media. The um, the rate, the content, the, the rate of production of content just fascinates me. It's like five, six times a day. They're just they're just constantly hammering it. I don't I don't have the capacity. To, to do that I'm 50 years old uh, you know I, I noticed that the agents who are best on social media tend to be in their 30s and they just re- really it becomes a lifestyle right every single day constantly constantly I don't with the podcast you don't have to you know you don't have to work every single day on it right yeah ha- I do very long form conversations some of my podcasts go on for two hours but they're not short and and they're released, you know, whenever I want. You're not; I'm not tied to a weekly commitment or, or to every two weeks or three weeks. But people wait for the podcast to come out because they know when it drops, it might be two hours long. Like they, there's no, I don't need you know one a week or two weeks. So it, it's a better pace for me than social media. So I, while I enjoy social media, I don't beat myself up over not you know doing it all the time. I focus on the podcast, and it's just a better pace. So you got to consider. You got to consider what's, what's the kind of pace you want to work at in creating content because I do think content creation, it's hugely important and it's got to be something that can be distributed online and accessible to people through apps and all of that stuff. But it, it, you know, a podcast is an alternative way to bring value to the market and it's different than social. It maybe it's just different. Right. So I, 100%. I did want to. Yeah. So people I would 100% are interested. agree. <laughs> Yeah. Cuz I am yeah. I'm
1: the I'm the age bracket you're talking about. I'm the 30, I just turned 33 3 days ago. Yeah. Um I totally agree. Congratulations. Agreed. Thank you so much. I made it. This
0: Happy birthday. <laughs> um
1: but I actually had a very similar thought process in my head when I was considering like Aaron is so uh, so kind to let me Host his podcast, which, if you don't follow Aaron Muchistegi, you need to go on Instagram, show him love. He's awesome. Um, I also started my own podcast with before I had the opportunity to host this one. It's The Agent Goldmine. Um, And with that, this was exactly one of my considerations. It was like, with Instagram in particular, which was my other, you know, media form. It's, you know, when you think about people on Instagram, they, they swipe. And I know, you know, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're not seeing what I'm doing with my hand, but you're swiping and the amount of time that they spend on your face is so short. And if you're not constantly pumping it out, it, it goes right down the newsfeed or right off your story to be never seen again. Whereas with podcasts or with YouTube, which is another thing I'm really interested in, it's it's much more evergreen where it exists and it's SEO optimized, where if anyone is searching for the specific keyword or the title or want to learn about this, it's mm-hmm. there and it's so yeah. much more, like you said, so much more time with the audience as opposed to that, you know, point two seconds before they swipe. Um, I am so curious, though, of like, so you have yeah. this idea and someone's thinking like, oh, I, I'm sold. This is, sounds great. How do I do it? So like, how did you right. start the podcast?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I turned to a friend of mine who, you know, has a has a studio and I, I you know, I asked him about. Can I do a podcast out of your studio? And remember, this is like the first several months of the pandemic lockdown, right? So he, he was he wasn't inclined. He said, he said, you know, coming into the studio right now, I don't, I don't think it's gonna fly. He said, what you need is portable podcast gear so you can show up at people's, you know, people's backyards, sit down with them at the, you know, at, at the outdoor furniture in their backyard, set up mics, and just start chatting. He said, I think that's the better way for you to go. So I immediately knew that I didn't want to do something on screen. So to this day, my podcast is audio only. I don't have YouTube YouTube clips. Uh, I don't film it, which actually allows me to do something beautiful, which is to edit the podcast, which I really enjoy doing. So I can edit the audio, which which is kind of nice. Um, and so, you know, he. I said, "Well, what should I use?" He said, "What What do you got? Do You got a MacBook?" I said, "Yeah, I got a MacBook." He said. GarageBand has everything you need. It's already on your MacBook. You can do your editing there. I'll give you a few tips. I said, great. What kind of mics should I get? He said, get these mics. I got the mics he told me to. I, I got a little mixing board called a PreSonus. Very, very simple gear. Plugged it all into my MacBook and, and I was off to the races. I set up the mic in front of somebody, set up my mic. I got these mics that were... Uh, super useful for outdoor recording because they only take they're very directional they only take in what's immediately in front of them so you know if there were cars or airplanes or birds we couldn't hear them and you know I started to record podcasts and began to edit them uh, on my macbook is the whole thing cost me no more than maybe 250 dollars right and to this day that's the same equipment that I'm using and it's great because I'll I'll I like to meet people in person. That's another thing that I prefer to do, right? Because it's a local podcast. I like the, I just like sitting down with people across the table and chatting with them in person. I like the energy of it, right? So I, I've got this great podcast gear now that, you know, I'll ask somebody to be on the show. I could show up at their house. I open up my briefcase, take out my stuff. We're at their kitchen table and people really like it. They feel comfortable right in their own home and we don't have to wear headphones. We, we just sit there and the mics come out and people get comfortable. And so, so it's very, very easy to start. Um, I, you know, I was looking for, well, how do I, how do I put this thing out there to everybody? I found a website that I'm still using. It's called Buzzsprout and Buzzsprout, you know, is a phenomenal website that, as I said, I'm still sticking with it after three years, but I can upload my episodes there and the episodes then, you know, get pushed out onto Apple, you know, podcasts and Spotify, you name it. It's out there wherever you want to find it. That has served me really, really well. So I'm still using Buzzsprout. I think it's eight bucks a month or $12 a month, something like that. And you can push out hours and hours of content. So that it's very, very inexpensive to start this. And it's not a huge time commitment. The, the one thing you need is curiosity. Cause you need to sit down, as you know, you need to sit down with people and start a conversation that makes the mic disappear, makes the, you know, makes, it makes everything disappear. Good conversation, right? As you know, a good conversation happens when people, when people get really engaged. And that's why I like to meet people in person if I can. And then everything melts away and, and you're just locked in on this conversation. Curiosity. Curiosity is, I think, the elixir of life. Without curiosity, you're dead on arrival. I mean, there's, there's no forward motion if you, if you're not curious, right? Because curiosity pulls you forward. It pulls you into the future with, with, uh, with openness, you know? So I find that to be a hugely important thing. So yeah, a few hundred bucks and, and curiosity and a willingness to really engage people and listen to them. That's all you need. It's very simple.
1: If, if I'm sitting there listening, I am dying to know specifically what equipment that you have. And I was curious, is it po- curious? <laughs> is it possible for you after the show to find the links to all of the equipment that you used and put it on uh, a, just a piece of paper, you know, Word document, sure. send it back my way so we could upload it? Okay. So yeah. yes. Okay, yeah, listeners. Sure. If you want that list, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com, dot com. Click on the toolbox, and we'll yeah. upload it along with the show. So, thank you. It's su-
0: it's <laughs> and it's super simple, you know. And, and I would just I know that people are starting podcasts. I hear it all the time. I, I don't mean to, to be uh, rude to anybody out there, or or uh, I, I don't want this to come across poorly, but you know, there are those realtors I remember from ten years ago who were always like getting ready to get ready, like. They were working on their website, you know, and it was going to be amazing. And, you know, a few years ago by and they'd still be working on that website. And and, and then there are agents who are getting into podcasting and they're going to great pains to set up studios and have everything look good. And, you know, I just remind people that podcast is, is an audio it's experience. It doesn't have to come with a fancy studio, fancy mics. My mics don't look real fancy and special, but they get the job done. And and like anything else, and I, I, you know, I listen to your show and what I always hear people, content creators say is all the time is just do it. Just start. Like, don't get some ideas in your head that it has to be a certain way. Just get started. When I upload my list of equipment to you, it couldn't be more simple. It it might even be outdated equipment now, but you know what? It gets the job done. And, And that's all that matters, right?
1: Totally. Okay. So we have to get started. You think of who you want. And actually we didn't talk about that. So you have two different podcasts and they have two different target audiences. So do you have any, any guidance or assistance with someone who's getting started on how to pick their target audience and gear the show towards that?
0: Yeah. So yeah, you really have to drill down on what it is you're trying to accomplish. Right. Of course, like as with all marketing. my, my initial intent was to really just bring the community together during pandemic, right? It was a very specific thing. I didn't really think long term about it. I just was so hungry and thirsty to get out there and hear how people were coping, especially top producers and bring that information to my colleagues. That was my primary intent. Now, as the, as, as time went on, I recognized, okay, you know, people are listening. I hadn't really thought that far ahead, but then people were listening, and I really did like the long. I I like long form conversation. I like long, long conversations. You know, thank goodness for people like Joe Rogan because they have, they have allowed for people to understand the podcast to offer something different. It's long conversation. I just love that kind of thing. So, so I was, I was, uh, I was catering to my own you know, needs as well with just long conversations during the pandemic. Anyway, pandemic, you know, starts to, uh, you know, the the problems lessen right over time. And then I recognize, you know what? I, I really, I really should start using the platform for more. So I thought who else in the community can I, can I talk to, to bring value, not just to my colleagues, but also to now clients who are starting to listen. So I, I, I began talking to local historians, um, I began to talk to people who were coming up for election and local politics, which I found to be a really interesting thing. I'm currently working on, uh, you know, talking about struggle and, and with various coaches and people like that. So, so you do have to really think, think about who, who am I trying to bring value to? And for me, it's very, very much local. Now, what's interesting though is that as the podcast audience grows, and more people are listening to it, I'm getting calls from agents outside of the area and even outside of the state who now recognize me as a local realtor with a good reputation. And they're calling because why? Because referrals, right? So now I'm starting to get this additional value to podcast that I had never thought about. And that's, again, it gets back to referral-based marketing. I'm getting phone calls from people who have referrals into the East Bay and that's something new that I'm, that I'm now, you know, actually trying to grow into. So another part of any journey is that you do have your intent. You do have your, you know, your sense of what it is you're trying to do. But as time goes on and you remain consistent, you also discover that there are, that there are aspects to what you're doing that you hadn't thought, you hadn't thought about these add-on, this bonus. And then you have to sort of, you know, recognize the value that, the new value that's coming. Does that making sense? Um, something like a podcast sort of, it, it, it will, it will, it becomes the roadmap, uh, you know, and you, and you, you follow with what's happening with the podcast. And it if it's bringing additional value, then you have to start to recognize that and cater to that. So, um, so yeah, this, this new, new aspect I have of agents from out of state reaching out to me. To be on my podcast as well, I'm, I'm grappling with that because I'm like, well, you're not a local agent, so how do I how do I make this work? It's fascinating, and that that all uh, you know feeds my curiosity perfectly, because I'm, I'm curious myself. How do I incorporate this new aspect that I'm discovering, this referral thing that's happening? You know, state coming in from out of state. It's it's a it's a wonderful project now that's that's brought additional value to me.
1: Real quick, before we get back to the episode, two things I wanted to share. First, thank you so much for tuning in week after week. It really means the world to all of us. Second, we feel like we're just getting started. If you enjoy what we do here, please follow us on this app, share an episode, or give us a quick review. I promise we're working hard behind the scenes to make this show as good as possible now and into the future. Thanks guys, back to the show.
0: Am I so, answering your question?
1: No, you are. Yes, I love this. And it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm going to recap, though. So I think, you know, if you're starting your own podcast, just get started because yeah. you're going to figure it out along the way. Don't yeah. overthink the equipment, um, mm-hmm. but also put a little bit of time in the beginning of understanding your intent with yeah. what outcome you are hoping for through these actions. Yeah. And then... um making sure that you think through what you want. That's something that I think you did really well is you thought about, you know, what conversations do you want to have? What mm-hmm. would you like to listen to? Because in a way, you are actually your target audience. Like if, yeah. you know, you're creating something that if you were a listener that you would like. And I think that's really powerful because it's so easy to get wrapped up in what should I do? What's most popular? What is everyone else doing? And then you might create something that doesn't feel mm-hmm. like an authentic fit for you. And if it's not authentic, and it's not fueling your curiosity and your love for, you know, those moments, then the longevity just won't be there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I learned, you know, deck 15 years ago, when I started real estate, I, I read Stephen Covey books, right? And He walked through that process of of writing down a mission statement, and that's something that I began to do in all aspects of my life. I found I find it to be a very helpful exercise. You sit down and you write a mission statement, and that's your compass. Then, no matter what you're doing, if you stick to that mission statement, which is the you know the first part of any new project, you need a good mission statement. Um, And I did that with the podcast, and and you know to this day I haven't changed. Uh, how if you look me up? If you look up the podcast. You'll see the intent of the podcast is written right there, and it and it's very simple. It says conversations of substance with people I admire, some mostly about real estate, and that's that's it. That's all I wrote as a mission statement. Conversations of substance with people I admire, mostly about real estate, and and that and I and that's what I follow to this day. It's exactly what I do: trying to conversations of substance with people I admire, and it's mostly about real estate. That's it. So mission statements, I, I find great value in those as well. Also have mission statements for my team and that kind of thing. But yeah, if you if you're ever looking for like what's my angle, you have to sit down. You got to write a mission statement. As far as you know, that's how I practice anyway.
1: Yeah, if you don't know your angle, it's going to be muddy in the direction of your podcast. Like, what even is this Um, question? You mentioned, you know, your mission is to have conversations with people that you respect. I believe. I hope I didn't get that wrong.
0: Yeah, more. Um, So,
1: as if I'm a listener, I'm like, oh, well, how are you having these conversations? Like. Who? How are you finding guests? How are you getting them? You know, to say yes. We tapped on a little bit of like the, right. the ego and the vanity that draws people in. But like, basically, how are you finding your your lineup of guests?
0: Oh, it's so simple. I mean, you know, there's. I mean, I wish I could just podcast full time. I, I a curiosity, right? Curiosity is the cornerstone of, of I, I think of having a pod. You have to be curious. If you're curious. Then you spend all of your time looking around and you just see so many people you admire and respect. Again, it's a local podcast. So in my local community, I'm, I'm just always looking around for, I mean, there's, there's enough tragedy and, and trouble out there, right? It, it doesn't take long to look around your community and see the good and see the people who, who are doing everything they can to bring value to the local community. You can find these people. Once you start looking, they're everywhere. And so I have a list of people that I just can't wait to speak to. Oftentimes they're realtors. Sometimes it's very specific. Like I will see somebody who is just doing a great job locally with their social media. They're, they're not just great at social media, uh, marketing, you know, nationally, but they're bringing real value locally. Um, I might see people who are doing great work, you know, cleaning up the bay, the San Francisco Bay. I want to talk to them. You want to expose and bring to light people who are doing phenomenal work locally. Oftentimes they're doing it in real estate, but not always, right? So conversations of substance with people I admire, mostly about real estate. Not always, right? The local politicians, people getting in the race. I mean, there's so many people out there. That I admire, you know, people who do farming right really well. Like, you know, farming is farming has maybe lost some of its uh, appeal, it, you know, because it's it's making way for social media over the last few years. But I still think farming, if that's what you like, is a very very important aspect of marketing. Um, and so to talk to people who do it locally here, not not nationally again. I found that the podcasts I was listening to, and I listened to quite a few of them that are, you know, catered towards a national audience, they just don't sometimes feel relevant to the average local agent. And I think it's reasonable to have a podcast that is of value to the average local agent, right? It doesn't always have to be a podcast that's tailored to only the people who are killing it nationally. I, I, I think it's valuable to inspire and encourage the local realtors who, who are just coming up. We we need we need those local realtors coming up to uh to to feel inspired and 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 connected to the local market, you know? And so that's what my podcast tries to do as well. Uh, I love when newer agents come to me and tell me that they they learned something of great value about the local market that they weren't aware of. Um, despite all of the information out there, I cut right to what's important locally that 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 just makes me so happy, you know, that I, that I can encourage the younger realtors. I shouldn't say younger, but newer, newer, uh, licensees. Yeah.
1: You, you mentioned before, I think you mentioned a team. So are you also using your podcast as a way to attract the agents who might be right for your
0: team? You could say that. So, I you know, it, it was just last year that I, I started a team. I moved from being a solo agent, which I've you know, been since I started, uh, and created a small team. We call ourselves the home factor. And it's just me and my fiancé right now. But, yes, we're exploring growing the team. That's a fairly new thing. And, yes, the podcast is helpful for that. Because it it it's an the podcast is an introduction to local newer agents, and I I do get approached by newer agents, and you know asked out on conversations with them, and ask for tips and know how and all of that stuff. Um, and at the same time, I am constantly feeling out the market for you know who would be the right fit for for our team. Now the team has a mission statement. I told you before. Everything for me starts with a good mission statement. So, so yeah. As I as I grow out the team, I, I am using the podcast to feel my way through the process, and, and I'll be doing podcasts on team building, not not just uh, uh, to to educate the you know the audience, but honestly, when when I'm doing a podcast. It's often about, well, you know, my education. I want to know. So remember the podcast borrows from that idea that you, that you bring people with great information out to lunch, have a conversation with them and you learn from them. Well, the podcast is, is that it's, it's a, it's a lunch conversation with people who have great information that then I, you know, I, I, I put that conversation out there into the world. So, so yeah, you, you can tell what I'm interested in by listening to the podcast, you know, what what's valuable to what's valuable to me in my life and my team right now is often going to you know whatever the latest content is in the podcast can going to be a reflection of what you know what's what's turning in my mind.
1: So we've talking about talked about a lot of positive things with the podcast, mm. of course. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for any realities, maybe less pleasant, you know, things that if someone is starting a podcast that they should at least be aware of jumping in.
0: Yeah. You know, there's no downside to starting a podcast. I I don't actually have a, have a downside to it. Anything you do in an effort to further your own education and capacity for critical thinking, in my opinion, is a positive gain. You know, uh, anytime you have to actively listen to somebody and practice active listening uh, is a positive gain. You know, Anything that reinforces good habits um, is, a, is a positive gain. So I don't have any downsides. I mean, it's got to be a good fit for you. Like social media and me, we're not a great fit. I'm not entirely comfortable. It's an effort, right? So it's always, if, if you don't like doing something, that's a, you've got to listen to that. And maybe that's not the right thing for you, you know? So, you got to have an honest conversation with yourself. Well, you know, will I be comfortable with this aspect of marketing that that I that I'm thinking about getting engaged with? If it does, if if it's if you're forcing a fit, don't do it. Like, you know, it, like don't don't do farming if it doesn't work for you. Don't do whatever it is. Like, things should not feel hard or like you don't. Want, oh, oh, I got podcast on Tuesday. Oh no. Like you should be excited about that stuff. So um, so there's no downside to podcasting as long as it's a good fit for your personality, right? So that's really the question. You got to make sure what you're doing is a good fit for your personality.
1: A quick word on our toolbox. We know it can be overwhelming thinking about all of the systems you want to build into your business and that is why we ask guests to submit their favorite checklist, template, or tracker so you don't have to build from the ground up. Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and click toolbox for your free access. Thanks so much. For the, and my two cents for um, the realities to answer that same question, because I know that you do audio um, on the Agent Goldmine. I'm not going to talk, the real estate rock stars, they have a machine behind, you know, they've got the editor, the virtual assistants. It's like a freaking machine behind the scenes. Of course. Building um, out, you know, my experiences from starting a podcast, which was back in May of 2023. um, Some of the realities that I have, been overcoming is the um behind the scenes editing piece because we don't do the editing ourselves and so finding a virtual assistant to do right. the editing. And then overseeing because you know you have two choices in life. You're either doing the thing or you're managing the person who does the yeah. thing. You're never completely relinquished of responsibility. Right. And so if the intent when you're starting the podcast is to also include YouTube and um, clips for social media, Instagram, and the YouTube shorts and all of the things, I think for me, um, that has been a learning curve and mm-hmm. it is a continual learning curve. So if, yeah. And I've learned a lot and I love checklists. And so I have checklists as well. So if listeners out there, if you want to do the video piece, let right. me know. I'd be I'd love to help. Or you could do what Declan does and simple the audio and um, right. crush it in your own way. Whatever is the authentic fit to you, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm real interested to start doing uh, YouTube uh, as well, bringing that in. I want to incorporate that in, but I don't want it to slow down the podcasting the process, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm taking my time with it. Um, it's something that, you know, I'll look into next year. I'm not trying to rush it. I don't want to have sleepless nights trying to understand because the podcast works the way it is, but I, I do, I do want to, uh, I do want to bring in, in video and I'm, I'm trying to figure out that piece of it. I actually do the editing for my podcast, which I I'm not sure that I recommend for people to do. I would imagine that editing might be the most difficult aspect of it for some people. You don't have to edit. Uh, you know, if you're looking, you might have a seamless conversation that doesn't require any edits at all. But I find that my podcast, you know, there's, a, there's stuff I want to edit out. I always tell people, look, say whatever you want. And I'll only keep what, you know, what's of value and what's good. If the thing you don't like, you know, let's edit it out. So people, people know that I'm going to edit the podcast. Um, but I like editing. So my background is as a teenager, I was into photography, turned my bedroom into a dark room, uh, discovered that I did enjoy photography, but the, the dark room was where I really found, you know, greatest satisfaction and just the act of sitting down and processing in a dark room. Uh, gave me just great, uh, a great sense of calm. Uh, there's something about that aspect of, uh, of the process that I just really enjoy. It's very quiet, It's very focused. And what I discovered with podcasting is it's an editing. It's similar to the dark room. I, I sit there quietly with my headphones on and I piece together this thing. For me, that's a really enjoyable process but it's absolutely not going to work for most people. I just happen to be peculiar like that. I enjoy it. Um, they, you know, it breathes life into the podcast, how you edit it. That stuff fascinates me. Uh But I yeah, I would imagine I, I do. I'm at the stage now where I, I am exploring bringing in an editor, so, you know, because I, I need, I want to expand this thing and I, I I can't justify the time it takes to edit if I'm going to scale up on the podcast. So, Yeah, um, virtual assistants are, are probably the way to go. Although I'm, so I'm exploring that right now. And I, and that's why I listen to podcasts like yours. I'm always listening because you bring amazing value. And, you know, the conversations I'm interested in right now are about virtual assistants which seem to be uh more and more of that in the marketplace for agents at the moment a very valuable asset to have the right virtual assistant so so that's the kind of stuff that i'm interested in right now and and that's why i listen to your show because you (laughs) always bring great content like that
1: for our if this could help you or listeners um for our virtual assistant that we found it was on onlinejobs.ph and the cool thing about our Editor and behind the scenes virtual assistant is that she's has experience with podcasts in the past. Like she was already doing this and helped podcasts, other podcasts like launch. Which right. I know that you know, of course, you you want to take action and and get out there and start doing it. But it was really comforting for us to know that we had someone on our team who had already done it and knew yeah. the ins and outs and what to do. Um, so. I Also, I think she's looking for more business. So if you are interested in her in particular, you can hit me up. I'd be happy to share um, the contact information. But yeah, yeah, onlinejobs.ph, you can put exactly what you are looking for, have applications come in, interview, and um, negotiate on price and all of those things. It was really helpful. All of those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's very good information. I haven't looked it Mm -hmm. up, but somebody mentioned to me the other day, uh, I think it's a, a website called Sphere Rocket. Okay, um, And that that's how they discovered, you know, a, a, a virtual assistants were able to interview and found somebody that was a good fit. This is somebody who does a lot of social media locally and she needed help with her social media. And she's getting that uh, now from, you know, from what she's doing. Um, you mentioned a second podcast that I do, and I, I just want to bring that up because I know we're running out of time. So um, our local Association of Realtors is another aspect of podcasting that I'm really enjoying now. Uh, is it's brought me closer to, um, to my local, uh, to the Association of Realtors, which is Bridge Association of Realtors here in the East Bay that serves the agents. And you, you know, the, the podcast is some, they were looking for a podcast, but you know, they didn't have, um, the resources or time. Uh, And, you know, they approached me. We chatted. And, and I was able to, I'm, I'm like, it's a matter of service for me, right? I think service is an important aspect of any, uh, you know, you want to, you want to be of service to your local community and in multiple levels. So, uh, so I, I began doing the Bridge Association of Realtors, which is, uh, which is now allowing me to drill down more on, you know, real industry stuff, um, which may not be so uh, compelling or interesting to consumers out there. But it, it's a great way where I, I can I can uh, drill down on, you know, real, you know, stuff that's really more relevant to just the agent community. I can do that now through the Bridge Association Realtors podcast. So it satisfies my curiosity for learning. And I think it br- brings value to the to the local realtors as well, um, because one of the things that can get lost uh, on people is th- that, in my opinion, y- you have to bring value to your local real estate community. At least you do. And in this, in this Metro, I I don't know if that's true everywhere, but the, the reputational accountability that goes to being a value goes with being a value to the local realtor community uh, does, does many, many wonderful and positive things to your career.
1: I love that. Um, And so Declan, is there anything else that you think listeners should hear any words of wisdom? What final wrap up before we go to where people can find you?
0: Yeah. So, well, people can find the podcast at Let's Talk with Declan Spring, conversations of substance with people I admire, mostly about real estate. They can also look to the Bridge Association of Realtors podcast, uh, if, if they want, but, um, Let's Talk with Declan Spring is probably the best one. And, uh, and then what else can I tell you? Yeah. People listen to it and, um, uh, you know, recognize that there's, that there's great value in, in these kinds of efforts that, that extend beyond your original intent. Again, now that people are listening to my podcast, uh, you, you know, but they're not in the immediate local metro, I'm getting phone calls. I'm starting to do, you know, that kind of thing we call matchmaking, where you're, you know, you're finding the real, right realtors locally here to, to, uh, to, to, to pair up with, you know, out of state agents looking in, you know, cause I might get a call from somebody looking for a commercial realtor locally, but yeah, you can anticipate good things to come. And if you have the right kind of curiosity, you will, you'll grab for all the right things and just, uh, it'll propel you forward again. Curiosity is important. And I would tell people to, um, to be curious about tech and look forward to changes in tech You know, one of the things that I noticed—gosh, again—I hope this isn't uh, doesn't come across poorly. But I've always noticed all my life that as agents, you know, um, as they get a little older and into their careers, you know, newer technology becomes frustrating, becomes a bore. Uh, It's like they get tired because things change so fast. Really, um, if if you don't enjoy change and change in technology and changing tactics. then you really have to question are you, you know question your your career like if you if you're tired of change you know that's not a good sign right you 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 need to be interested in change you need to be encouraged by change i really cuz i really love real estate these days with in the date social media and podcasts and all this stuff i i prefer it now than i did 10 years ago it, to be honest i find that it's really healthy and vital and uh, yeah, you know, curiosity and I don't know what else I can say.
1: Curiosity. No, that's great. All of that was really good um, takeaways for the audience. And I think I've loved speaking with you today. I think you're very eloquent and I'm, I'm, I understand why your podcast does very well.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Jacqueline, too. Thank,
1: thank you. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate you coming on the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And- I- I've really, you know, honestly, I love what you're doing with this show. I learned so much from you. Lots of inspiration coming out of your show. And, uh, you know, I I, uh, I, can't thank you enough. Uh, Real Estate Rockstar is an important show.
1: Totally. And a big thank you to the owner of the show, Aaron Amuchistegi. If you do not know him or follow him, you should go on the gram, Aaron Amuchistegi on Instagram, shoot him a message, send him some love. And then also you can hang out with me uh, at the Shelby show on Instagram. Both of us would love feedback on how we can improve what you like seeing, what you don't like so much, you know what I mean? Any guests or topics that you want us to deep dive on we would love to hear it. Um, and again, don't forget to go to network.com for the tool with Declan with the equipment list that we're going to have for you guys. And otherwise, that is all we have for today. Thank you again, Declan and Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.